House of Mega Scoop Podcast, episode 68. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Justin Williams. Hey guys, what's going on? Justin Williams here, and this is the one and only House Flipping HQ Podcast. Hope you've had an incredible week. I know we have. It's been a ton of fun with the House Flipping Formula program that we have going on. Um, wow, some exciting things are going on. Tons of people taking some serious action. Love it. People taking action, making things happen, learning from their mistakes, getting feedback, getting deals under contract, lots of them. And I, you know, I'm almost hesitant to say that because the whole focus is just to take action and then the deals happen. But I guess that's the whole point, right? I mean, these guys have taken action where it counts. And they're making money from it. They're living their dreams. And there's nothing that means more to me than than to see that happen. That's why I've done all of this. Uh, everything we've done totally pays off um, to see so many people you know, reaching such great success. Uh, so anyway, it's been a ton of fun. Super pumped. I mean, Andy just talked to him a couple days ago, Andy McFarland. And he went through, he, he recorded from beginning to end a seller that called in he recorded the details of what he did after they called and then he went to the appointment recorded himself while he was going to the appointment and then he recorded himself while he was at the appointment how he built rapport how he negotiated uh with first the the children and then with the 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 mother and he put the house under contract and he got it all recorded so he's going to show you Exactly. This wasn't pre-planned that we didn't know he was going to get it under contract, but he thought, hey, I'm just going to record all this stuff that I do live, that I've done live in the past. I've now trained my team to do. I'm going to record it so people in the house flipping formula uh, mastermind program can hear it all live, you know, the, the inside details. So it's about three hours or so worth of content of pure, raw, here it is, like the real deal live action. You can hear the exact Things that he says, what he did, how he went about it. I, I love it. So that's for all of you guys who have joined up with us. I'm so excited. The program's going so great and just pumped to see how well you guys are doing. So having that been said, I don't mean to tease y'all, but the program is closed for now. Um, we are underway with our 12-week period. If you are interested in joining up with us for the next time around, for whatever reason you couldn't get in now, uh, hit us up. You can reach us at info at com. That goes to myself and Kyle. And let us know. We'll get you on the, the interest list. Um, and I don't know. If we get enough interest, we might try to figure something out where perhaps maybe we, I don't know, open up the doors sooner than than 12 weeks. Um, you know, maybe we, we open up, I don't know, we've been talking about some ideas, a way of maybe making it evergreen, but anyway, we are closed for at least the foreseeable future, but based on your feedback, we'll kind of determine, uh, when we are willing and able to, to reopen up registration again. So, okay. Having that been said, um, these next three episodes, we have something special for you. Uh, Andy and I last week did our very first live Q&A call, and it was amazing. It was a lot of fun having people from the program get in there, and we actually released that um, 
to to the, everyone, to the public, the first one, the very first one, just so you can kind of get a feel for what it's all about. So what we are going to do is it ended up being an hour and 20-something minutes. So for the next three episodes, I'm going to divide that up into three different parts and let you listen in. You know, there's a lot of great content in there, um, a lot of questions that we answered, um, a lot of uh, people who are having success that chimed in and, and gave us their thoughts on things. So that's a freebie for you guys. That is uh, a part of the program, but we're we're giving it to you, to all our faithful listeners out there uh, to to check that out for these next three episodes, these next three weeks. You're gonna be able to dive in and, and be a fly on the wall and and hear what the inside of this program is all about and get a ton of information from it. So once again, reach out to us if you're interested for the next time around, info at And you know, if you're serious about changing your life through house flipping, we would love to be a part of that journey with you. Alrighty, with that, let's get a cracking with our first episode of the three-part series of our first live Q&A with myself, Annie McFarland, and the House Flipping Formula Coaching and Implementation crew. Take it away. We're good to go. Let's rock and roll this, Andy. Hope you're ready. So welcome. Thank you guys for being here. You have, um, you, you've done it. You've taken the first step, which is getting involved. I'm really excited to have Andy aboard with us for this next 12 weeks and hopefully into the future. Um, I talked to Andy a while ago and said, look, you do exactly what I don't do. We're like-minded, but yet you bring a lot to the table. You know a ton about creative financing. You've got some rental properties. You're great with marketing, negotiating with sellers, and that's what this market is all about. Will you please come and, and help us with this program? And he graciously accepted. So. I think it's actually pretty funny how different we really are. Like, we're, we're totally different. I date rental properties. You really don't. You're a house flipper. I don't really like flipping them. I do. I don't, I'm more of a wholesale guy. We're a wholesaler. I do a little bit of lending. You you don't do any lending. It's just like I negotiate with sellers. You just, like, rather not see a seller. So, so awesome. <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's, yeah, it's good stuff. So I'm, I'm pumped to have you. Um, what else do we got? A couple announcements. If you guys have not been in the Facebook group, be sure to get in there. This is the forum group where things are rocking. We have got some incredible things going on. In fact, I want to jump in there really quick. I'm going to share my screen here. Uh, this is, let's see, show screen. I saw Dave in there yesterday. He was sharing about a deal he did. He just closed. Yeah, we got Dave right here right now. Can you guys see my screen? I can see it. Yep. Okay, cool. So just want to give a shout-out to Dave. Closed on my first flip yesterday. It uh, sounds like he had a little bit of excitement. House got kicked in the day before. Stuff happens in this business, right, guys? Um, tons of great, great feedback to him, great comments. Congratulations, Dave. $17,000 on a $60,000 investment. Tonight we're talking about deal analysis, right? So is that good, Andy, or is that good? That's absolutely awesome. That's, That's awesome. incredible. Great yeah. return, Dave. Good job, and you learned a ton from it. Guys, Dave, to me, is is the epitome of just making it happen in this business. He started in June of last year. And I don't know how many deals you've done yet, Dave. If you're on, uh, put it in the comments section. But as of the end of last year, I believe you were up to like eight wholesale deals. Looks like you just did your first flip. And I know you put another flip under contract that you mentioned in here that 
it's thanks to Andy helping you out with some creative financing stuff. So awesome job, Dave. What else? We've got um, you know lots of new people in the group. That's great. Dude, Cabo next year, whoever wants in, let me know. We'll have a mastermind group there. That I, want, I want that to happen. But yeah, this house, the short sale looks pretty beat up in Compton. I was going to make a comment about that one. It's, just some, it's on Gunlock Avenue. Now, I'm not from California. <laughs> Gunlock and Compton, what does everybody else think, right? Come on. Compton, <laughs> 90s rap music, right? They're all over Compton. Look at this beauty. I think, did he get this one today? Is this one he put under contract uh, today? A couple days ago, I think. A couple days ago. Short sale, he said. It took forever to get it approved, he was saying. Yeah, so I, like, like Andy's, I want to point that out. You know, it's all about putting that funnel, you know, building that funnel. And with time and things start to go through, this is something Arthur started working on a long time ago. And he's going to have a pretty nice payday from it. I believe Arthur and Jen um, put another one under contract just a few days ago as well. So they're absolutely crushing it. So anyway, um, oh, Nixon. Nixon put his first property under contract as well. Nice. Um, so I guess this was, this was, this was a little while ago. We just, I'm seeing new comments on it from today. But good job, Nixon. I'm not going to try to say your last name, Nixon, but you're the man. <laughs> Bayou Pac Paired. No, don't I? So anyway, guys, just wanted to say congrats. That's awesome. I'm going to unshare my screen before everyone keeps looking at my calendar. Um, That's a pretty full calendar for five minutes a week. Well, I'm just kidding. This just... is because I haven't organized my calendar for tomorrow yet. Once I organize this calendar, you will not see 90% of the stuff on here or on here. This will all be gone. Um, because what I do is I just put it, load it up with a bunch of stuff on there, and then I go through the day before, and I narrow it down to my top two to three items, and that's what I focus on. I love this. For Valentine's Day, you're totally full up, and you've got to go out for Valentine's Day for an hour. <laughs> Dude, I've got to get off of here, man. I, don't mean I hope to your wife's cool with that. <laughs> what, what did you say about Valentine's Day? What did you say? You Valentine's Day, I could see your schedule had like an hour for go out for Valentine's Day. No, the reason, it was just, that's when I leave, right? <laughs> I'm getting you in trouble. All right, everybody disregard that. Disregard that. Cover your screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so let's get in. I have a you know question up here I got from Rod. First off, quick review on deal analysis. Guys, deal analysis is absolute key in this business. I hope you've reviewed all the content. We basically went over the five steps of deal analysis. You have to be able to, number one, determine your ARV, your after repair value. What will the property sell for when you've fixed it up, after you've done your renovations? What is that property going to sell for? Number two, you need to be able to determine the repairs. You need to be able to estimate repairs. It doesn't have to be exact when you're making that offer. You just got to get it close. You have to have an idea. Number three, you've got to be able to determine your closing and holding costs. Number four, you have to determine your method for determining your offer. And number five, calculate and come up with your offer. Okay. Having that been said, Rod blew me away at these. Here we go, Rod. Um, let's go ahead and answer your questions. By the way, as a side note, for anyone that has any questions, uh, Kyle, how do they ask questions? Through the, they can do it through the, the side panel, through the comment section. Yeah, through through the question, you can hear me, right? So through the comment, through the question panel that, that we've been using, that's going to be one of the best ways to do it. Um, you know, there is actually a way to to do like um, I can like unmute you. So 
if you have a question, like I can I can potentially do that as well. I'm not exactly so we're kind of new to this piece of software, so <laughs> I, I can I can get that figured out. But probably the simplest way to do it is just to type in a, type in a question into that question panel that we've been using, uh, and then I'll get it and I can read it off to to Justin and Andy. Okay, well. so for right now we'll just go for typing them in. Um, if Kyle figures out how to <laughs> live, then he will let us know. If he doesn't, you may not see him anymore. <laughs> Kyle is seriously amazing, guys. Oh, yeah. He is, um, just so you know, he's a big part of this program. He does all the back-end work. So if you ever need anything technical or with, like, payments or something, like, technical, then Kyle is your man. So <laughs> you, can, you can reach out to him in the Facebook forum group, or you can always shoot him an email at kyle at com, and he'll get you taken care of. So. Okay. All right, so... What's that, Kyle? Nothing. Okay, no. Um, I'm going to see here. I, I think, yeah, if you want me to unmute you, just ask. If you have a question you want me to unmute you, just just ask me in the questions, and I will go in and unmute you. So that will be the easiest way to do it. So anyway, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead take it away with, with Ron's okay, question. Okay, so they still type their question in. Yeah, well, you just or you just let me know, hey, I've got a question, and then I can unmute you. How do they let you know? In the in the questions, in the chat. In the comments, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Got it. Dave, if you're out there, Dave, let's get him a mute to see if you can give, a, give us a shout-out here. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Anyone who's crushed it recently, who, who got a deal on the contract, that's something exciting to share with us, bring it on. That's what this group is all about. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're getting questions, so you better keep going with Rods. So okay. Go, go. Okay. <laughs> so, well, just so you guys know, though, this 12 weeks that we're adding, I mean, it's it's incredible, right? When Andy and I first talked about this, we're like, are we really going to do this? And anyway, we went for it, and take advantage of it, because I feel like it really brings everyone together, and it's a lot of fun. So I'm excited. All right. I don't know, Rod, I may have to put this in more detail in the Facebook forum group later, because this is pretty detailed, but basically, Rod, this is what he says, um, I have a question for the call, oh, okay. By the way, I love your segment on deal analysis, specifically return on total capital invested. A very intelligent, I have to note, intelligent, just kidding, way to determine your offer price. Um, thank you. Thank you, Rod. Yeah, I think that's the only way to go. You've got to be able to understand the return on your total capital invested. Now the question, the majority of my bill, okay, this is a really long question. Basically, what Rod is asking is, do I include the cost of money into my hard costs? I'm sure you guys all reviewed the videos. If you don't, you may need to go back to understand what we're talking about. Hard cost is the capital that goes in to the money that you need to come up with. The capital that goes into the purchase of your property, the capital that goes into the repairs, okay? Your soft costs, on the other hand, would be realtor commissions. Those would be costs that get paid out of the profit of the transaction after you go to close on it. So it's money that you really never have to come up with, so you don't need to calculate that into um, your, your return on your total capital invested, if that makes sense, okay? So, Rod... You are absolutely correct. The It is a hard cost. When you take money that you have to put out of pocket or get from somebody to pay for monthly payments or whatnot, technically, yes, you are correct. That does come out of hard cost. Now, when I calculate things and I'm looking for that 40 or 50% annualized return or I'm looking for you know the 15% annualized return, um, I do not include that in my calculation. Now, 
let me explain the reason why. If I am paying somebody 12% on their capital, that means I'm paying them 1% per month. So if it takes five months to do that project, in total, I'm paying them 5%. Now, if I make 15% on the total capital and they get 5% and I get 10 on their money, I'm good at that. Okay, I'm totally okay with that. Now, the reason why I don't include that cost is because to me, everything is a machine. Everything has to be systematic. So if I were to include capital, sometimes I'm paying two points and 12%, sometimes I'm paying 10%. Um, it's all across the board. But my team, I don't want them reaching out to me all the time and saying, hey, what are you paying on capital for here? What are you paying on capital for this deal? What are you going to pay? It's like, it needs to be systematic. So it's just like if you go to get gasoline from Shell gas station, right? And you're going to get gas. Let's say there's two Shell gas stations giving the exact same gas on two corners. You're probably going to go to the gas station with the cheapest gas, right? You're not going to say, hmm, well, let me see what kind of financing I'm going to use, and then I'll determine the gas I'm going to get, right? So there's kind of a going rate. I want to know what are my margins. I want to know what are we willing to pay in today's market on this specific kind of house based on the total capital invested into this property on any given property. So that will kind of mess up my um, calculation if I include the cost of uh, capital. Now, having that been said, when everything is said and done and we do our accounting, at the end of each deal, do we include or subtract the cost of capital? Yes, absolutely, to see what we really made, right? Um, so in that regard, yes. I also have a bunch of private money lenders that I pay 12% each and every single month. Some of them are secured, some are not. So it's kind of like a separate cost of capital to me. But once again, I know that if I'm focused on getting an annualized return of 45% around there, on every single deal that no matter what, as long as I'm paying, you know, two points and 12%, which ends up being about 17, 18% annualized, or I'm paying 10 or 12% to a private money lender, or I'm paying 50% of the total profit to a JV partner, I know I'm going to be okay. So when I'm calculating it, no, I do not include the cost of capital. I know that was a long-winded response, but I hope that makes sense. It's kind of complicated. Did that come across clear to you, Andy? Does that make sense? <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> I see. Rod, if you have if you have follow up questions with that, please put it in the forum group. Okay. Yeah. I'll make sure we get you covered. Let's see. How do I unshare my screen? Stop sharing screen. Okay. Cool. All right. What question do you have for us, Kyle? Okay. So let's see here. Let me see. Let me try to pick one of these. Okay. Um, Okay, uh, let's see here. Does somebody ask about Junior DeVault? I'm, wait, what? <laughs> Don't distract No, no, I'm trying to like read through all these. <laughs> okay, so, all right, let me, um, Lynn Mitchell, can I, uh, can I find you in this list here and unmute you? Um, you, had an, you had a question that was sort of similar, I think, um, to what we were just talking about, so about desired return on an offer. So I'm going to go ahead and unmute you if, if you want to go ahead and ask a question. So here you go. 
Yep, we can hear you. Okay, excellent. So my, talk, talk a little louder, Lynn. Yeah, my question was a follow-up on that. Uh, you know, once you have done your cost or, or your DIL analysis, uh, Justin, um, your your desired return after that to make your offer, what are you looking for? And I was just wondering if it's any different for Andy or Kyle. Okay, well, first off, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm just a... Just a regular old guy. <laughs> he's, he's our online supporter. This would be nothing without Kyle, right? <laughs> so, Andy, well, okay, I'm sorry. Let, repeat your question one more time. I just want to make sure we understand it. You're louder now than you were before. Okay. Once you've done your deal analysis, you make an offer based upon your desired return. And yes. it, it's pretty straightforward in the uh, uh, information, what you're looking for, your 40% return. Um, I was just wondering if Andy's was any different, if what he's looking for in his returns. Yeah, this is going to be interesting because uh, he's chocolate on vanilla, right? I don't do many flips, so I should say that. I do a lot of wholesale deals. Flips, I probably do 10, maybe 15 in a big year. So the way I run mine, I don't really run it on total cost of capital. I don't really borrow a lot of money, so I'm not really, I'm not really looking at it that way. I kind of run it I'll share how I run it. Um, I pay, so if it's a $100,000 house, that my ARV, well, let me first by saying it's extremely important that you know what your value is when you sell at the end. Because if you undervalue something or overvalue something, you're hosed. So that's why deal analysis is so important. You've got to know that first. Like, that is key. Um, I run, I think, 7% off the total amount. That's going to be buyer's agent commission, 3%. That's going to be 3% to the seller paid closing costs, 1% for my closing costs. So I'll take 7% off the top. I'll do 1000 bucks for my real estate agent because that's what I pay them. I'll take off my um, my repair figure, so that there, and I'll take off my holding costs. And my holding costs are, you know, I'll do some opportunity costs. I'll charge myself 12%, 15%. And it's whatever profit I want to make on that. So it's kind of the same, but I don't really look at it from the total capital invested. I mean, it comes out very similar, but I don't look at it and say, I need to make 24% and I pay my lender, you know, 5%. I don't do it that way. But I get where he's coming from. I actually like Justin's better for, like, a systemized approach and for, like, running stuff. Like, how do you compare a half a million dollar remodel house versus 100000 and that's how you do it, because you want to run return on your capital. So, But I don't do a lot of flips, so hopefully that, I'm not trying to dodge yeah. your question. No, I'm, I'm glad. I think your question is really good, though, Lynn. So I want people to take action. I am teaching you, in my opinion, what I think is the best way. I'm all about systems and scaling and going big. I'm teaching you what I think is the best way, because Vanessa can call me and say, in fact, today she called me on, on a house, and she's like, okay, this is where the return is. You're looking at about a 14% return. Um, it's not occupied, it's not going to be too hard to fix up, these are the numbers, this is what I'm seeing, I, I can evaluate the risk and I can very quickly make a decision based off of the return she's telling me, all the information she's given me, because we're, we're talking the same language, right? Having that been said, Andy, we have the same question at the seminar, and you know, even my, my own brother, Stephen, who's a wholesaler, he doesn't necessarily you know, use the formula I'm talking about because he's a wholesaler. So, I'm an investor. I'm buying that house with my capital or someone else's capital. I want to know exactly what I'm going to be making on it. Now, if you're a wholesaler, run your equation. You know, Steven said he's at after repair value times 77 minus repair cost, right? That, he said that's kind of the going rate. Well, and then minus the profit that he wants to make. Um, so the bottom line is you want to get out there. You want to take action. Once you start taking action, if you recognize that you're not getting a lot of deals, you may want to see where your returns are. Because uh, yeah. 
that will help you, and I can kind of tell you where I think the going rates are for returns, what you can get. Um, so hope that hope that makes sense. We'll summarize it. Black, good, red, bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, thanks, Lynn. Let's 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 thanks. grab another one here. Okay. I've got a good, great question from Ross. Let, hey, so Ross Hoffman, let's get you unmuted. You want to? You can ask yours. Let me find you on the list here, real quick. Ross is at the seminar, right, Andy? Ross. Okay, Ross, you are unmuted. You want to ask your question? You there? Can you guys hear me? What's yeah. up, Ross? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Perfect. Hey, guys. Um, I wasn't at the seminar, but um, I wish I was. <laughs> My question was more for Andy. I uh, recently just mailed out about 750 mailers to absentee owners. But I didn't even receive a, a, a single call back. So my question is, uh, what what demographic do you tend to focus on uh, when you're sending out those mailers, or do you just focus on all of them? Do you just send out thousands at a time, and which one works best for you? Yeah, great question. So you sent out. Let me clarify. You sent out 750 mailers to absentee owners. Yes. This was your first mailer to them. Yes. And you got no calls. Okay, um, so you kind of had two questions there. You said, what do I mail? And then you also said, what's up with that mailing? So, so what I would say was up with that mailing is, um, I'd say your messaging, you definitely want to look at that because you know, obviously it didn't pull. Like nobody called on that. Either you haven't given enough time or maybe, have you checked the mailing house? Did they actually drop it? Is it mailed yet? You know, I didn't check the mailing house. I guess I just assumed. Don't assume because sometimes you'll put it in there and you'll think they're going to drop it like four days later and like two weeks later they'll drop it. And depending on your mailing house, I've seen them have some delay. I'm not going to name names because <laughs> that happens. So I would make sure, hey, did you mail those? And sometimes there's a delay, there's a stagger in that drop. So if you use a first-class stamp, you know, that could come out sooner. If you use just like a pre-sorted, that might not come out as soon. So check that first because you're at least going to get somebody called and ticked off. Like I would think somebody called. 750, that sounds like a lot to have no calls. It's not a it's it's a lot of mailers to not get any calls. I don't think you get some. So number one, the easiest thing to check is did they drop that? If they did drop it and you got crickets still, I would say it's your messaging. So if you mailed out something like people mail out a yellow letter that says I want to buy your house, call me now. That has no filter on it. People are going to say what the heck? They're going to call you. That doesn't mean they want to sell their house. They're just like who is this guy, right? So if you mailed out something that's like, you know, that that's very that's not very good. Then you might not get any phone calls, but that's pretty rare for 750. I think you get some. No, calls. I think you would. I, I think something's wrong. I mean, if you said you got mailed out 75 and didn't get calls, like okay, you know that happens. Check your mailing house first, but but other than that, it's your piece. If you've mailed 750 and nobody called, you need to reevaluate your piece and your copy there. And I would say get something a little more aggressive on there because um, you'll get you should get callers. So that was your first question. Your 750. I think there's a fluke there. Your second thing is, what do I mail? I mail a lot of different things. I'll mail probates. I'm on the inheritance list. I'll do 60 to 120 day late. I'll do notice of defaults. I do absentees. I actually mail owner occupants. So we've got 67,000 owner occupants will be dripping out over the next 60 days in one of the states we work in. So I hit it all. But I look at the ROI. Like if I'm mailing somebody and I'm getting response and I'm getting money from that over a time period, I'm going to keep doing it. So, right. Okay. Yeah. So, Ross, I think, I think there's something up, though. I, I would look into making sure that those hit, for sure. Yeah. Um, we've had some huge delays, like you said. 
there have been times I'm like, what's going on? And all of a sudden they start hitting. 750 is way too many. You're going to get some, some calls for sure. All righty. Well, that brings us to the end of part one of our three-part series of the first ever Q&A call of the Housewing Formula Coaching and Implementation Program. Hope you enjoyed it and check out episode two, part two, next week. Uh, really quick before we go, wanted to let you guys know that we do have dates for our next uh, seminar. It is going to be right here in Southern California, sunny Southern California in Orange County. I do not yet have a location. It will be in Orange County. I haven't decided if it's going to be South Orange County, closer to where I live, or more um, north, mid-Orange County. We're thinking maybe Irvine or uh, Newport area. But anyway, those are those details are yet to come. If you are interested, you can go to houseflippinghq.com slash seminar for the super duper early bird special. The price is normally $4.97, but for the super duper early birds, the ones who are able and willing to sign up uh, in advance without even knowing the actual location, we are selling it for $197. So last time we sold out, the doors were closed, and a lot of people ended up paying $500 who did come the last week. So sign up now. You know, sign up now. If something does come up, if you're unsure if you can be there, but you think you might be able to, sign up and, you know, we'll, we can take care of it. If something comes up, we'll, we'll get you your money back or uh, give you a credit or something like that. So don't hesitate. Get signed up now. Don't miss out on this deal. And we'd love to see you there. And that really helps me in planning as well. So please sign up as soon as you can. That is going to be all about systems and, and how you can really scale your house flipping business. So really excited. We'll have a lot, a lot more details coming on that. That is going to be, let me give you the date here. That is going to be the beginning of May. I'm looking at my calendar, May 9th. Okay. So houseflippinghq.com slash seminar, May 9th, all day long here in Orange County. We'll get you more details next time and would love to see you there. All right, guys. Well, that is it. Get out there. Take some action, action where it counts, make some things make some things happen, and you know, keep us posted on how things are going. I love to hear your your stories on on what you're doing. You know, so many of you have reached out to me and it um, you know it just means the world to me to see see what you're doing. Uh, it's very encouraging and just seeing people change their lives um, makes us all way more than worth it to me. So all right guys, with that. I bid you adieu, and we will see you next week on the House Flipping HQ podcast. Until then, go flip a house. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.